Hey, it's Jason with the Marketing Podcast Network. As a business-to-business marketer, your needs are unique. B2B buying cycles are long and your customers face incredibly complex decisions. Isn't it time you had a marketing platform built specifically for you? LinkedIn ads empower marketers with solutions for you and your customers. LinkedIn ads allow you to build the right relationships, drive results, and reach your customers in a respectful environment. On LinkedIn, you'll have direct access to and build relationships with decision makers. Of the 875 million users on the network, 180 million are senior-level executives, 10 million are C-level executives. You will also be able to drive results with targeting and measurement tools built specifically for B2B, and they work. Audiences exposed to brand messages on LinkedIn are six times more likely to convert. LinkedIn Ads is also ranked number one for security, community, and ad experience as part of Business Insider's Digital Trust Study. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash MPN and claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash MPN. Terms and conditions apply. Search engine optimization can be confusing, but your business can benefit from it regardless of what you do. SEMrush, an all-in-one digital marketing suite, can cover key SEO activities including tracking your competitors' keyword strategies, improving search rankings, and much more. Why choose multiple solutions when you can use just one? Start your free trial today and get on top. Go to bit.ly slash SEMrushMPN. That's B-I-T dot L-Y bit.ly slash SEMrushMPN. You're listening to the business of podcasting. And on this show, we focus on the money side of podcasting. Some of the top industry experts come on the show to tell us how they have monetized their shows. This means you get access to real stories and real life strategies that have benefited podcasters for the last 10 to 15 years. You also get access to solo content where you learn how to monetize your own show and you learn really in-depth strategies to make money from your podcast. So if you want to monetize your podcast, subscribe now. Today, we have a very special guest, Brett Allen. He's one of my favorite podcasters because he's always posting about his show, really consistent, got some great marketing, and he gets some of the best guests you'll ever hear. Brett, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Chris. I'm excited to be here. So I hate the usual question, how did you get into podcasting? I'm pretty sure you hear that as much as I do, so... It's okay. I, you know, it's part of the deal. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's so repetitive. I try to ask that question in a different way. So how do you, do you think you could ever live your life without podcasting? Well, you know, that's an interesting question. I've, I've never been asked that before. I think that, so the thing about it is podcasting is kind of an interesting animal. Um, there's millions of them literally out there and I will answer your question, but I was thinking about this the other day. There, there are millions of podcasts out there. And on top of that, there are millions of shows like mine and like yours. So when people ask about starting a podcast, you know, should they start one? The first thing that I think of, and, and I didn't always think this way, but I think this way now is that what what are you passionate about like what drives you and although my show is i would say very niched down there are like i said there's thousands of other celebrity interview shows out there so i have to think about the fact how can i do something that's different 
that's creative. And honestly, I don't think that I can because there's so many out there. So what I have to do is just be me, right? So all of that to say, could I live without podcasting? Probably, probably. I mean, I probably could. You know, it's I don't do it for a living. I don't do it to make money, but I do it because I'm passionate about people. I love connecting with people. And so I like to talk to people and find out about who they are. So I'm about the conversation. So I would say that, I mean, I could if, if I were a completely different person on a different world, different planet, maybe, but I like what I do so much that it's hard for me to imagine not doing it, right? If that question, yeah. if that answer makes sense. Yeah, and that's the thing for me too. It's like once you find something you really like to do that you love doing, and I think part of my reasoning why I don't know if I could survive without podcasting is because the ease of it, you know? Like a yeah. lot of things you might love to do might be really difficult, take a lot of time and a lot of energy, whereas with podcasting, it's not too bad, you know. I get to talk to no, amazing no. people around the world. Like Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I would say that you know, there are, maybe I could say that there are other things that I prioritize more, but also I recognize the fact that I'm very blessed and I use that term to have my show and to have just what I feel is a small level of success, popularity, the ability to talk to people. So, I mean, it would be weird, I guess, if I didn't do it, but I don't have a problem recognizing that I need to take breaks and that I need to just kind of pace myself a little bit because it can be easy to just go in it so hard that you can burn out, which happened to me. So oh. I think, I mean, you know, it is very easy to do. It's not hard. As long as you have somebody or you have instructions, people like yourself, other programs, pod sound school that can help direct you in a way to do it right. Because when I started, none of that really existed or it was very vague. So, right. And see, that's what I try to tell people is like, if you want to start podcasting now, you should, because there's a lot of direction and guidance. But five years ago, it was not like this at all. It was kind of like two years ago. Yeah. When I started, there wasn't a lot. I started with the Adam Carolla masterclass on podcasting because at the time he was kind of like the guy when it came to podcasting. But Honestly, it didn't help me a lot. Like it kind of gave me an idea, but what really got me to the microphone was just watching YouTube videos and kind of just figuring it out on myself or on my own and finding my voice and being unique and not trying to be somebody else. I mean, even Joe Rogan credits his success and his ability to podcast. He credits Adam Carolla for that. So yeah, I mean, they're, they're now, now I always tell people just do it. Now's the time to do it because there's millions of free resources out there. Again, you have classes. I know other people have classes. So um, it's kind of like stand-up comedy. Nobody really tells you how to do it, but you see people doing it. And you're like, well, how do I do that? Well, it's easy, you know, just do it. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the best advice is to just get started because – I know hundreds of people, man, every day, new people are telling me they want to start a show and they're excited. And then we talk in a week later, they didn't do anything. And it's right. like, it, it, it's kind of like with podcasting, I think because 
you have the ability to grow to a high level where you are famous or talking to famous people consistently. I think that scares people. So how yeah. do you handle having those conversations with celebrities, people that are on TV and in movies and stuff? It's very intimidating, but the thing about it is, is that what kind of gets me there is knowing that the fact that, first of all, I think it's having self-confidence, not arrogance, not being a rock star, and just going, I'm very fortunate to be able to do this, although in the back of my head, knowing without having to brag about it, you know, there's two years of hard work, lots of mistakes, and really to be honest like it wasn't until march when the pandemic started that i really after taking your break really kind of experienced success i i interviewed this comedian and uh she's really kind of what gave me staking ground to get better names and so hmm. it, it's hard it's nerve-wracking sometimes especially if it's somebody that you're kind of a fan of and I you want to be professional and, you know, I interviewed, you know, one of the Impractical Jokers, and, and I'm a huge fan of those guys. And so it was hard to not geek out and just ask a bunch of questions other than what I had promised him I would discuss. So, I mean, some people take Xanax. <laughs> some people do <laughs> other things. Um, I'm not advocating any of that. But I will say that it just takes – you just have to calm yourself and realize that there are humans, too. Um, they agreed to be there and they trust you. They trust your ability to handle them in, in a way that's professional. And that's not going to necessarily um, put them, make them uncomfortable. Um, so you have to put them at ease a little bit. And, and I, I ask a lot of baseline questions first. So once I get a good baseline read on somebody and kind of how they're going to respond, then I will decide from there you know which direction i'm going to go as far as the types of questions i'm going to ask so it's kind of a mental game and it's also video interviews are great if you can do it that way um, oh yeah it's always because it allows video. there to be a chemistry and connection right when you try it without video it's i always find that the conversation isn't as interactive we kind of talk over each other a lot it's just not as balanced as when you're on video uh, and no, I try to tell podcasters, you don't need to have some fancy setup to do video either. If you could just get on zoom, keep it simple, man. It's better to keep it as simple as possible because when you add all the extra tools and all this extra stuff, it can just really mess up your workflow. Yeah. Now I will use Squadcast if I know that I'm talking to somebody who can handle the, the technical side of things, but if I'm talking to a celebrity and some of them just want to call in and I'm okay with that. I'm set up to record phone calls really well, but if I can do zoom, a lot of people want to do zoom uh, because it just, like you said, to your point, Chris, it kind of allows us to connect on a level that's different. I, when Adam Carolla, cause they're still um, doing different things uh, remotely, you know, when I interviewed their producer, uh, his main guy, he's like, when we went into the pandemic, he's like, I wanted to keep it simple. I wanted to keep it easy. So click a button and record. He goes, I would rather have quality. I would rather have good content over quality is what he said. He goes, I can worry about the quality later. And some people might disagree with that. I think sound is important when you interview, but 
I think also if you have good content and good, you we have a good conversation, then it all balances itself out. But you can't stress yourself out over, you know, all of this like microphone. I mean, it's important to have good stuff, but go with what you know. I always say, and whatever works best for you, then do that. Yeah, and. I think what will work best for most people is trying not to be technical. Like I watched the YouTube video last week about how you can use your DSLR as your camera for zoom. And I know a handful of people that could try that. And then it still would take them a long time to set it up and make it work. Yet there are some new podcasters that think, wow, this is a perfect time for me to set all of this up. And, or they use that as an, as an excuse as to why they haven't started. Well, I don't have a DSLR and I don't have the, most expensive microphone and it's like just start man you don't need all those fancy tools yeah yeah one of the thing that stresses me out the most and i don't even go into these groups anymore um some of them because i see people they've they're like should i buy a zoom hn6 or a roadcaster pro i'm ready to start a show and it's like no don't buy any of that buy a nice microphone get a good mic a USB mic or XLR mic, you know, a, a Samsung Q2U or an ATR, 60 bucks, and plug it into your computer, download Audacity, and you have good... Now, this microphone I have here is a $200 mic, but I've been doing this for two and a half years, and so I and you have a nice microphone. So I am in this for the long haul, right? We're yeah. going to do this for the long haul, so I want to invest a little bit. And, and what I want to do, but when you're starting out, you don't have to drop $500. You know, even Dave Jackson, the godfather of podcasting, whatever you want to call him, he will tell you, you know, get a decent mic, but you can start a podcast for under $75, really. Yeah. Um, but if you have to use your phone, you know, use your phone or whatever you have to do to just start, because if you don't start, then it's you just you're facing an uphill battle the entire time. Yeah, and I'll tell people that because when I started podcasting, I was the same way. Like I try I wanted to get all the fancy equipment, but then I told myself, like, you know, how about I just get all this equipment over time? Like instead of right, like right. when I first started, all I had was my phone and I used it to record podcasts and videos. But over the years, I've been able to add, I have multiple mics now, I have the fancy lights, and it took some time to get here. So I'm always telling people when it comes to content in general, start with what you have, and then you can add on to it as you go. Yeah, yeah, you need to just kind of like stay in your lane, so to speak. Now, six months in, if you've got 60, 50, 70 episodes, and you want to up your game, then you can, but really, I it's kind of like, you know, the law of diminishing returns. It's like, really, if you get, I have here, can't, it's off to the side, but I have a Samsung Q2U, which was $50 at the time. I have an ATR. I have a Rode Pod mic, which I bought, and I was going to get a Rode Procast, but it didn't work out, and... um so I have that mic that I use occasionally, and then I have this one right here. Um, so I have various mics as well, you know, but I can offload them if I want. But like My point is, is that that $60 mic that you start out with, that can last you a lifetime, really. It sounds professional. It's 
it's really like a minimal difference. I think the big difference you would notice is if you jumped up to a Shure SM7B, which is the Thriller mic, as we all know it. Yeah. And that's like a $500 microphone, and that's really like a big leap. And if you're just diehard podcaster and you really want to just go for it, so there's two ways you can go, right? I don't mean to rant here. You can go and just buy the fanciest mic to start out, and then you don't ever have to buy anything, or you can just buy things over time or get a nice mid-level mic and just use that permanently. I just get antsy about stuff. I didn't really need this microphone, but I had some Amazon credit, and so I bought it. Yeah, and that's the thing, man, when getting started. It's just about just going. And I think another thing you need to get started is really a plan. So for you, did your plan when you start? you said in March was when you started seeing some success, but as far as when you started your show, really, what was the path to getting to all the high-profile celebrities that you interview now? There was no path. When I started out, I used Anchor. Everybody has their opinion about it, but it got me to where I am. I got Anchor because it was free. Number one, I didn't have to spend any money. Number two, um, I could record from my iPhone, and that's why I did it. started out as a journey podcast, and I was talking about my divorce, being a single dad, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? wasn't until I started interviewing other people, friends, um, you know, a couple movie critics here and there. Uh, that's when I started investing in things. So I didn't really have a game plan other than I think in my mind, like once I started interviewing people, I knew that's what I wanted to do. I didn't want to do a journey podcast anymore. So I interviewed therapists. I interviewed psychologists. I interviewed politicians just to get practice, right? Yeah. Six months in or so is when I kind of decided to wanted to start interviewing celebrities and I got told no a lot because my approach wasn't very graceful. So then I kind of started asking around a little bit, you know, how to deal with people and, and how to work with people. And then I got connected with someone who was a really high-level influencer. She introduced me to her publicist, and her publicist took me under her wing for about a year and just taught me how to talk to people, how to pitch people. And so then now I have a plan. Like now <laughs> I know what I want to do, where I want to go, who I want to talk to and how I want to get them. But when That's... I started, I, I didn't really do, I just was doing it because I was literally recording like maybe one or two episodes a day. Cause I could do it for my, for my cell phone. So it was easy. I just hit record. It added music. It went up and that was the end of it. That's interesting. Your, your path, because it sounds like you were still trying to just figure it out um, as far as who to interview and who to talk to. But connecting with that publicist was a game changer. And one thing I tell people a lot too, is you want to be on LinkedIn. As soon as you decide yeah. I'm going to podcast, get on LinkedIn because the celebrities you want to talk to might not be on there actively, but their publicists might be some of the writers that they connected with might be, um, you can always find different connections on LinkedIn. That's why they call them connections and not friends like Facebook. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, there are hundreds upon hundreds of amazing people on LinkedIn that you can talk to. And I interviewed a lot of people on their FBI agents. Uh, I interviewed a former counterterrorist agent for the CIA. I mean, there's a crap ton of people on there. So um, you know, it wasn't until March of this year where I really 
felt like I had focus, I had tenacity, and I I just accepted who I was as a podcaster. And and that is really for me. And I obviously have a long way to go, but that's really where you know, after taking six months or so off, where I really realized, okay, this is something that I have to take seriously. And if I want to get these big names, I need to really buckle down. And once I got Lisa Lampanelli and she said yes, I mean, I had a few small people here and there before that. But once I got her, she was like the big recognizable name where yeah. people could go, okay, well, she's not in comedy anymore, but she's famous. And we know who this is. And from there, it kind of just sort of took off a little bit. And then, you know, the rest is history. Here we are. So, um, but I, I agree with you. LinkedIn is definitely a good place to be because there are tons of, I mean, Disney executives, film executive, publicists, they're all on there and, and it's very easy to connect with them. Super easy. And what I try to tell people is the same way you love Instagram or Twitter or Facebook is how those kind of people love LinkedIn. Yeah. They go on there to watch their videos, to get their news, to scroll their feed. So if you can get yourself as a podcaster on LinkedIn and then start connecting with the right people and even just, you know, three to five new people that you would be interested in interviewing per day, you know, and then see who they're connected to that's a publicist or uh, an agent or something like that. One of my clients got connected to an agent and then he was able to interview a ton of professional sports players on his sports podcast. So there's LinkedIn like, is a gold mine. Yeah, there's like a lot of people on there. People don't realize how underestimated it is. Now, it's a very specific way to deal with people on there. But yeah, I mean, I get, there's just like, I mean, tons of people. I mean, I'm looking here. Let's just see. Right now, I'm looking at this. People listening are like, what's he looking at? But if I go to my inbox, you can see this right here. I mean, those are the emails that I get every day from people that want to come on the show. Now, I don't interview a lot of them because they don't really match my niche anymore, but I still connect with them anyway and refer them to other places. But LinkedIn is a goldmine for sure. Yeah, and that's another thing I wanted to touch on too is the interview requests because I don't know about you, but for me, I get way too many interview requests now. And when I say too many, I mean it's like five a day. And like you said, a lot of those people don't connect with your niche anymore. So let me ask you this. How do you deal with the people who ask to be on your show, but they just aren't qualified? Well, so I interview celebrities, entrepreneurs, well, not entrepreneurs anymore, celebrities, influencers, some authors and musicians. I don't really do entrepreneurs anymore. I might do them. If I do have them on, it's going to be a Facebook Live. So Facebook Live has been great for me. Um, if it's somebody that doesn't fit my niche anymore, but I still want to talk to them because they're cool, they're interesting, they took the time to reach out, I'll interview them on a Facebook Live. That's how I'll do it. Um, otherwise, I'll refer them to Podit. I'll refer them to podcast guest experts. There's 50 million groups out there. I use affiliate links to some of these and make 10 bucks off the referral, like podit.net, Brent Basham's format. Like, I'll send them over there. I'll say, hey, this is a great place you need to go. If it's somebody like an FBI agent or like a private investigator, Eric Hunley has a show unstructured. I'll send them over to Eric or 
Larry Roberts of Readily Random or Super Joe Pardo or you, whoever. Like, I'll just say this isn't a really good fit for me, but I have another fantastic show. That way I'm not being a prick and saying, am you're too good. I'm not good enough. You know what I'm saying? Pardon yeah, my language. Yeah. But that, that I don't want to come off as standoffish because there are millions of people who gave me a shot. So I remember that, right? Um, so I'll just refer them to other places. Uh, and make no mistake, like, I've been very fortunate, but I get told no a lot. I might send out 15 emails a week to people, and half of those are no. Some of those are no responses at all. Some of them are very curt right. responses, like, we're going to pass on this. This isn't really for us. And then a couple of them are yeses. So, you know, it just depends. But, again, um, it's about building trust. That's really what it comes down to for me is building trust, having social proofing of who I've talked to, numbers, stats, all of that stuff, and presenting it as a package and saying, here. So, yeah, I mean, LinkedIn is great. I get a lot of emails. Um, or they want a show swap, you know. Oh, if you come on my show, yeah, I'll come on your I get show. Yeah, I that one a lot too, yeah. And that yep. one's, it's cool, like, in some circumstances. But, you know, if you start I, out with, this is what I need from you, then yeah, it's really a turn off. And and I think that's one of the things um, that I've learned too is it has to be a real give and take. It has to be balanced. But before we wrap things up, um, Brett, what are your goals for your podcast? You know, what do you see as the next step for you? Well, I just want to keep doing and putting out great content. That's all I want to do. I want to put out good content. I want to put out content that's going to be impactful for people. Um, I want people to learn something and I want people to grow. I want to leave them better than when they found me originally, right? We rise by lifting others. People say that all the time, but it's true. So I just want to provide something, you know, like to not to provide false humility, but I really don't have anything to off. Like, you, you know, it's like, I'm not that special, but I've been given this platform, you know, as an expert, we're all experts when we podcast, right? In some areas. So it's an opportunity for me to connect with somebody that I wouldn't normally connect with other than through this format. And so I want to take that and carry it to the next level and leave people encouraged like, oh, I didn't know that about this person or that was interesting. Right. So um, I, I want to introduce people to people that they didn't know and to be like oh, wow, that's a very cool thing, you know, and to be able to pass it on to a friend, if that makes any sense. Yeah, man, I love that. I love it. So let the people know where they can find you and your podcast. Well, my website is theopenmicpodcast.show. Um, you can find all the latest episodes there. Brett's Open Mic on Instagram and Twitter and The Open Mic Podcast on Facebook. Just Google me. You'll find my show and all my latest interviews. Um, and I haven't put out an episode in a few days cause I've been homeschooling and I'm going back to work full time. I'm tomorrow. So, um, yeah, check it out. Thanks for having me, Chris. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on.
You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Seth Goldstein hosts a great podcast called Entrepreneurs Enigma. Seth, tell us what these fine folks will get when they listen. They will get me introducing them to some great entrepreneurs who have either found their way through the journey of entrepreneurship or who are entering entrepreneurship and can share their experiences. Amazing. Where can people subscribe? They can subscribe over at entrepreneursenigma.com. They can go over to marketingpodcasts.net, or they can just go to their directory of choice. I'm in there. And if I'm not, email me. Awesome. You heard him, folks. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.